Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E-Wise, and I have a very special guest. Late, last few episodes, I've been dealing with people who really are inspiring, who who are more focused on happiness and everything. So my next guest is an amazing person. This is what he, this is his job. Happiness is his job. Welcome to the show, philanthropist and author, Mike Duffy. Hey, Mike. Wise, how are you doing today? I am doing well. Besides a little uh, technical difficulty getting into the studio just now. <laughs> but other than that, the day's been pretty well. Well, good. Well, I'm very delighted to be on your show. You know, as a fellow New Yorker, it's always great to uh, talk to another New Yorker. Uh, it's, it's great to have you on the show, man. It's Like I said, last few episodes, I've had some great guests. Uh, the other day I had... Uh, Dr. Marissa, and she's also big into happiness, and I've just found myself attracting these type of guests. It's and that's that's great because that's the energy I want to put out. I want to put out positive energy. I want to put out this is enough negative negativity on social media and all the other platforms you can go. I just want to focus on putting on some positive stuff, just putting out content that people could enjoy. Well, I salute you in that. There's just way too much negativity. That's why I started the Happiness Hall of Fame, and I wrote five books on happiness. And I started Happiness Wealth Management, Happiness Publishing. You know, life is very, very short. So why not be happy while you're here? Absolutely. Oh, I agree with you 100%. The average person doesn't, they don't, I don't know. Everyone, everyone feels that, of course, you're not going to be happy 100% of the time. That's just, that's just not possible you you're always gonna something's gonna happen you're gonna get upset but it's how you bounce back it's how you, that moment you have that you're upset yes but as long as you don't keep dwelling on it and, and keep it inside of you then you're fine but of course you're always not going to be happy 100 percent of the time no that, that that would be silly to even try to ascribe to get there um but you have to try to get back to a place of happiness as soon as you can right so, you know, I was, I was doing a little research on my high school the other day, Archbishop Malloy in Queens, New York. And I was looking at notable graduates, Ray Romano, who encouraged me in the basement of the Comedy Cellar to go on and become a stand-up comedian, which I did, which led into public speaking, which led to what I'm doing now, and also Vetus Cherylitis. And for those of you that don't remember Vetus, because he passed away at the age of 40, he was out in Southampton. And he was staying in somebody's guest cottage by their pool and got carbon monoxide poison. Well, let me tell you a little bit of the story about Vetus. So Vetus was a bon vivant in the 70s and early 80s. In 1978, he was ranked as the third best tennis player in the world. Now, that vintage of tennis player was Jimmy Connors, John McEnroe, Bjorn Berg, and... The reason why I bring this up is because I want people to know, no matter how many times you get knocked down, you got to come back. You also have to have a sense of humor. So Jimmy Connors was a machine in the 70s in terms of how good he was as a tennis player. 
So Venus Gerulitis went up against him 17 times. And the first 16 times, Jimmy Connors beat him every time. And in the 1980s, tennis masters at a jam-packed Madison Square Garden, Vitas finally beat him. And afterwards, in front of the New York media, everybody gathered around, cameras. He looks out and he says, let this be a lesson to you all. And remember this, nobody beats Vitas Gerulitis 17 times in a row. (laughs) That's the kind of attitude you have to have. You have to laugh at my, and when you get knocked out, you get back up again. It's the only way to succeed. Oh, no, it's so so funny. Because my wife is out. She's with with my daughter, and they're out. They went to a doctor's appointment. And on the way back, she calls me. She goes, what do you want for lunch? I said, where you at? She says, oh, I'm in Bartonsville. I says, oh, you're by Chick-fil-A. Okay, so, um, all right, I, I says, I have it on my app. I'll order the food. You just go to the drive-thru and pick it up. She's like, okay, cool, fine. And I have my app connected to my stuck-in-my-mind email address. So the name that I've, the customer is stuck and last name is in my mind. <laughs> so she goes to drive-thru <laughs> and the lady goes, Oh, yes. Okay. What's the name on the order? And she goes, Will Otero. I said, babe, no, it's not. She goes, what? I said, no, it's not. She's like, what do you mean? I said, no, the name is, the first name is going to be stuck. The last name is going to be in my mind. She goes, no, it's not. I said, listen, tell the lady stuck and go last name in my mind. (laughs) And I'm dying. I'm laughing because she really has to do this. But it's something that you would think it's a joke. It's just a practical joke. But no. When the lady goes, oh, yeah, this, the uh, first name is stuck. And uh, all I can see is the the first initial is I. <laughs> so I'm dying over here on the phone while she's talking to the lady through the drive through And I just found it. And I said, babe, I know you probably don't think it's funny because it's happening to you. <laughs> she says, no, nah, it is funny. It's funny. <laughs> but those are the moments that you just have to cherish, man. Oh, please. That's what makes living sweet, right? Is is laughing. I just got an email from my old comedy partner. I used to be a regular at the comic strip on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And while I left comedy, he stayed in it. uh, And he has been working for Caroline's in New York City now. Oh, boy, since the late 90s. And, you know, he was talking about our old times doing comedy down in the village and and it just brought so many wonderful memories back to me but you know a lot of people start to vanquish happiness because they don't get what they wanted right i could have looked back at my life and said i dedicated so many years to becoming a stand-up comedian the highlight was i was an mc at woodstock 94 i was a regular at certain clubs but i never became jerry seinfeld But what you have to understand is that sometimes what you put your effort into uses itself as a foundation that you can build on. So when I look back, I go, well, what that helped me with in my career, both in financial services and as a public speaker, is that it helped me get in front of people and take away one of the greatest fears that a person can have, which is public speaking, right? So Jerry Seinfeld said, that uh, according to science, that the number one fear in America is public speaking, which means that if you're giving a eulogy at a funeral, you'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy, right? So, and as a New Yorker, you're from Brooklyn. By the way, what part of Brooklyn are you from? I'm from East New York. Nice, nice. 
you know New Yorkers, in order to survive that place, have to have a great sense of humor. Am I right? Yeah. It's it, listen, it, yo, no, it's dark. It's a dark sense of humor, but it's it, there is some funny. There's some funny stuff that only New Yorkers would understand. Yeah, yeah, it's such a pressure cooker. You know, in 1995, I said, you know what? I wave the white flag. You guys win. I'm leaving East 82nd between first and second. I'm moving to San Francisco. I just need less pressure in my life, and that's okay too. Sometimes you got to know when to wave the white flag. Oh, you got to tell me. I'll- I moved up to the Poconos. <laughs> yeah, I moved up to the mountains. I went. I went from from being a city boy to straight mountain life. <laughs> and you're happier. Oh yes, I'm. I'm extremely happy. It's like I'm always going to be a New York City boy, but sometimes you to, you have to grow. So when you with growth comes expansion, and 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 you move on, and it's it's always going to be a part of me. Oh, absolutely. You can't get rid of it. It's just there. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You're still a New Yorker, right? And it's, you know, it, that that sense of humor, that understanding that no matter what life throws at you, you can survive. It's a good thing. Definitely. Definitely. And, and, and that's what you, that's, that's always what just they say is if you can survive in New York City, you can survive anywhere. <laughs> but but it, it all, again, it all, dep- it, it all depends on you. Like with me. I've had my my battles and and stuff like that, but within the last year or so, with me and my wife really getting on the same page, being on the same and understanding the vision that we have, because now that she sees that I'm when, since I've been podcasting, she's noticed like I used to be a big game head. I used to, used to love playing game, but I got into podcasting and I've just I've abandoned my PlayStation Four. She's she's been neglected. I've and I focus more on doing this and doing something that I find much more and en- 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 enjoyable, much more. It's something I find, I guess, more productive. It's with finding something more productive to, with my time and and share and being able to do this and being able to share with people and 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 just help them. Sometimes you never know who might need to listen to one of my shows, who and where that might help them. So I look at it. it it's. It's just been a, a great thing, man. It's just, and and with her supporting me, wanting me to to do this, and seeing the passion that I have for it, it it, it motivates her to to do what she wants to do. It inspires her to be like, listen, he's really loving this, and he's really going hard, and it's and it's seeing some rewards here and there, maybe, and and it, and it pushes her to face her fears and and challenge make the make make the challenges that she needs to like face the challenges that she needs to face and it's just a great feeling to be able to have her go along with me on this journey amen wise listen in life you have to continue to grow to stretch to learn right look at all the technical stuff you had to learn in order to just get where you are right now turn that microphone on yeah (laughs) i'm in your life you're in my life now right I tell you, whenever you are willing to take the risk to expand your consciousness, and in this case, it's podcasting for you, you know, the, the world and the universe is ready to open up its arms and reward you for that. Whenever you take a risk, you know, uh, and I applaud you on this journey and all the wonderful people that are going to come into your life, like the amazing people who have come into my life when I started my 501c3 the happiness hall of fame 
You know, I got to spend time with Muhammad Ali. You know, that was one of the greatest days of my life. You know, his wife uh, invited me out to their uh, museum in Louisville, Kentucky. And, uh, you know, just just life-altering stuff. Uh, I, I, because of the fact that I wrote five books, I, I was able to, and, and still from time to time, guest lecture at Stanford University. Uh, we have an event every year at Stanford and, you know, amazing people and, and uh, teams like the San Francisco Giants came out to Stanford. They brought out their three World Series trophies and talked about, you know, how they make the community happy off the field, which I didn't even know, you know. Um, I was able, I have a homeless outreach. I was able to make a homeless man's dream come true by bringing him to batting practice and it was only through, uh, you know, the, the Happiness Hall of Fame and the, and the relationship that I started up with the front office that I could have that happen, that he could meet his hero, Will Clark, right on the field. Uh, and, you know, what an amazing day for him, but also for me, you know, to be on the field, you know, before a game. Uh, so every time, and you know, for anyone who's listening to the sound of my voice right now, Whatever the desires of your heart are, listen to them. Take that risk. Do it. You, so if you fail, you're going to learn. I took a course at Stanford University called The Art of Failure. And the whole point of the whole course was that even if you fail, you're going to learn, but you're going to advance. And as long as you're advancing in the desires of your heart, you're going to go farther. And it'll take you in ways that you had no idea when you first started out that journey, where you're going to go. And if you look at life as a great adventure, like a roller coaster, the high times, the low times, and embrace the fun of that life. When it comes to the end, you can look back and say, you know what? I gave it my all. I didn't hold back. I loved as many people as I possibly could. I gave to as many people as I possibly could. And as a result, I'm happy with the time that I had. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. It's, to, it's just been, it's like I said, I've had my bad times and I could have easily let that destroy me and, and keep me down. Or again, just come to terms with whatever happened and and move on and just then find your happiness again. Find something that makes you happy. Find Like, I'm like... I'm ready to quit my job. <laughs> like this, this doing podcasting has got me to the point where I'm no longer happy at my job and I have an easy job, but it's not what I want to do. This is what I want to do. This doing this and spreading my message and being able to talk to people and being able to learn from people. Cause speaking to you, I'm learning as well. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm gaining something from this conversation. And at the same time, my audience is gaining something. So this is, it's everything, and, and there's a lot of things that are coming from this. I've started a production company. We're launching an internet radio station. We have a couple of other projects. We've got into um, book publishing. All this from a podcast. Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's amazing. This is amazing. The things that I've never, that I never thought I would be doing. Who I would never thought I would have bought in uh, EIM, EIM numbers, whatever it is, a barcode, just so I could publish a book. Uh, I wouldn't know. I I would start a production. I I wouldn't. Who? Me and my nephew was just. We was just talking. I'm like, yeah, I want to start an internet radio station. He says, okay. 
I looked, I did the research, I found out what I needed to do, and it's not as hard as people would think it is. The hardest part of it is filling out the programming, is is really putting a real program together for a station. But actually purchasing it, purchasing the network, purchasing the radio station, no, it wasn't that difficult. But again, the hard part is now launching, getting the programming, getting getting the content for the station. But it's it's fun. It's amazing. It's I love it. I'm just I'm just excited, man. There's a lot. There's a, I have a, a lot of things that I'm excited about. Wise, you're okay. So where you are in Maslow's pyramid is at the top right now, right? It's called self-actualization. So I have a degree in psychology, and Abraham Maslow talked about the needs of human beings, and at the very top is self-actualization, and really that's where the joy is. So, you know, I'm often being interviewed uh, as a public speaker. Uh, you know, what happens is I'll present on happiness or success or money all around the world. And then at the end, I'll take questions. So, for example, on Friday, I'm going to be, I was hired by AARP to give a talk called Life 101 for Veterans, Happiness, Success, and Money. And you know, I'll do that for, let's say, half an hour, and then the last 15 minutes, it'll be questions. And the questions that I often get is, I'm stuck at my job. I don't like my job anymore. And what do I do? I can't leave my job because I've got a mortgage. i got to pay the bills. i got kids. Or I have a pension, right? That's, that's, that's a tough one, right? I have a pension, and all that will go away if I leave, right? And my answer always to that is... Get a side hustle. Do something, you know, if you can't leave your job, then stay at your job, but have a life outside of work, right? So you're doing this right now. You're still working, but you have a life outside of work until you can actually launch and leave that job. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. My parents are from Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Both of them passed away, unfortunately. Greatest parents in the whole world. Both of them had a sixth grade education. That was it. That's all you got in Ireland. And in order for them to have any success in life financially, they had to come to the United States. So I had, when I got out of uh, college, I was working at Tony Rome as a place for ribs uh, in Times Square, right? And uh, no connections whatsoever. I just happened to, to get a, a job at Payne Weber, which was a brokerage firm now called UBS, but I was a sales assistant. Basically, I was a secretary with a college degree. And what I decided to do was, well, obviously, I want to get out of this job. And so what I did was to say, okay, the, the people in the corner offices who are members of country clubs and drive fancy clo- your cars and have nice clothes, what are they doing in life? And so I modeled myself after their success characteristics. And then finally, I progressed to the ranks where... In Menlo Park, California, I was the guy in the corner office for a very big company, Merrill Lynch. And I was a senior vice president. And I said, you know what? I have the mortgages. I have the kids. But I I know that I can form my own company. And I got to a point where I could. I I checked it out. And I'm like, I'm going to form happiness wealth management. And I make more money now than I did when I was at Merrill Lynch three years ago. So you can make your dreams work. Unfortunately, everything that you see through the internet and on television is bad news because bad news sells. 
That's why, Wise, I am so happy that you've launched this channel because you can bring on people who have actually succeeded and can show the way to other people looking to catch that success. Oh, me personally, I'm I'm here. I'm licensed here in Pennsylvania to sell life insurance, life insurance and annuities, and and I've been working on um, getting my Series Six and all that. So I've I know about financial services and all that, and I know the need for for savings and for for life insurance and for all these other things because that's not something we're taught. We're not taught about wealth management at, and, and that's not something we went taught growing up. It's go to school, get an education, get a job, retire from that job, and, and live off your retirement. But they're not telling you that that retirement money you get is not what it used to be back in the days you could you retire from a company with a great pension with a gold watch and now you if you get a 401k from a company that's big and sometimes they're not even matching i know i know so so i'm glad that you 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 have those licenses so you can tell people what you just said that you have to save money and you've got to invest it uh in the best way possible yeah it, it, it was it was because i have I've been, it was in 2005 when I was first introduced to the company that I, uh, I, I was working with. And it, I, it, it was shocking to me. It was like, wow, this is not stuff that you learn. This is not stuff that you know. You're not, you, don't, you don't learn the, the rule of 72. You don't know about compounding. You don't learn about any of this, any, about any of this stuff. And you just, and you just wonder, like, what, have, what if I could have learned about this when I was 19, 18, 19 years old, the benefits of knowing this knowledge that now that I'm 40 years old and like, oh man, I wish I would have started 20 years ago. Yeah. So that's why it's important. We, we teach our kids this. So this is something we teach me and my wife, make sure we teach the kids and we, we, we're going to teach our grandsons. And you know, it's just, it's, to, to us, it just made more sense that way. And it just feels like doing what we're doing and me doing this now and being able to share some knowledge with people let's let's do it let's just go out there and, and help i agree i completely agree so mike let everybody know where exactly they can find you at well you can find me at mikeduffyspeaks.com you can find me at happy happinesswealthmanagement.com and you can find me at uh happinesshalloffame.com and if you go to happinesshalloffame.com, you can see wonderful videos of people that were inducted into the hall with great knowledge. It's kind of like TED Talks for happiness. I saw you did the TED Talk, too, as well. That was a lot of fun. That was uh, at TEDx Berkeley. It was called The Critical Importance of Happy of Friends and Your Happiness. And, uh, you know, that's, that was the problem with COVID, right? It, it, it brought a lot of isolation. And uh, the good news is that we're, we're at the end stages of COVID, that we will be reunited with our friends, that we will have big barbecues and be hugging each other again. And I'm very excited for that. I can't wait to throw a big party in my backyard and, uh, and start doing events again. So it's going to be great. It's all coming up. Life's only gonna get sweeter, people. Oh no, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm like, I can't wait till we. I'm able to go to podcast conventions and and other conventions that now that prior to this I wasn't interested in, but now that I'm in this 
realm, this is stuff that I definitely want to go check out. This is stuff that I want to be a part of. The connections that I, I'm I'm making through podcasting is is amazing. It's just some of the people I get to speak to, some of the people I, again, it, I get to speak to people like you, pe- people who who are doing something out there that I want to strive to do. So to bring that kind of energy into my life, it's it's great. I again, I appreciate you being on the show, man. This is I have fun. I I just have fun, man. I just love doing this. Well, wise, I want to thank you for having me on the show, and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day, my friend. Oh, thank you. I will. Even with the little slight technical difficulties earlier, and now everybody's not wanting to stop messaging me now. <laughs> But um, thank you. You have a great day. I appreciate it. Um, anytime, man. Anytime you want to stop by and come share some messages, just share some happiness, and I would love it. I'm actually going once 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 I go uh, once I launch the radio station. I'm gonna have an afternoon radio show. I would definitely love to have you stop by and spread some happiness. That would be great. Well, I appreciate that. You have a great day, Wyatt. Thank you too.